0: I actually made the business out of a passion. I really wanted to help people. So I knew that was a thing and I had been in, you know, my corporate job and I just wasn't getting that creativity and that passion.
1: Michelle Smith owns and runs Aussie Biz Chick, a subscription box for female entrepreneurs. Since launching last year, her business has seen rapid growth. I caught up with her to find out her best business and marketing tips. So I guess firstly, um, and we'll just kick it off, if you can please explain what is the name of your business and also give listeners an understanding about what exactly it is that you do.
0: Yeah, so I run a box business called Aussie BizChick. So it's for female entrepreneurs um, in Australia looking to really upskill themselves in order to grow their business. So we send kind of a monthly box um, with a personal development book, a business book, as well as some chic office stationery to keep you motivated. And then we also have an online learning hub too. So that's got courses, guides, as well as we invite you to exclusive masterclasses and one-on-ones with experts in their field. So it's really just to help you upskill in order for you to grow your business.
1: Yeah, sure, and just as a little bit of background, how long has the business been running for?
0: Yeah, so I'd say when we first got our ABN up, that was nine months ago, but we officially launched, the first box was in September, so it's been six months that I've been running Aussie Biz Chick.
1: And I guess the time just goes so fast, but Why? I bet. Why did you start your business? Had you seen a gap in the market or had making a business always been something that you wanted to do?
0: Yeah, so I actually made the business out of a passion. I really wanted to help people. So I knew that was a thing and I had been in, you know, my corporate job and I just wasn't getting that creativity and that passion I was getting and I wasn't really loving it. So I thought I'd start my own thing. But in terms of, kind of the subscription box, I did find a gap in the market because when I look at the UK and America, subscription boxes are absolutely huge there. And what I do find is whatever's popular over there becomes quite popular down here in Australia. And so that's why I thought let's get on the subscription box now because I think they're going to be huge here in Australia.
1: Absolutely. And what exactly, you know, you mentioned a few things that were contained in your subscription box. Where did you get the idea to include those products? And how did you source those products? Was there any pushback from different suppliers and things like that? And how did you navigate that space?
0: Yeah, so I, when I think about myself, what would I want in a box sent to me every month? So that's how I kind of looked at it. I love to read and learn. And I love stationery. So that was the box just to make it fun and make learning fun and working with suppliers in the beginning you know we couldn't get the best price but I think now that we're doing a lot more in bulk we're able to negotiate a bit better but the hardest bit was the courses and the guides and trying to convince these experts hey can you please give us you know your guide your course for free basically that was the hardest bit I think I got rejected like 50 times And I got one good reply back and she was the first course I was able to have on my hub. So it really is about persistence. Now it's a lot easier. Now we've got people coming to us being like, can we be in your box? Or like, can we be on your learning hub? So really, you just got to keep going. Like I was rejected so much in the beginning, but you got to keep going.
1: That's such a good lesson to know. And just before I forget, are you still working your corporate job or is this something you've been able to transform full time now?
0: So. I am still working my corporate job but I will be leaving very very soon <laughs> so I have reached that point now where I'm like I'm probably ready to take this full time just because you have to think about it like I've been working Aussie Biz Chick part-time I've been able to grow it like this part-time what can I do going full-time I don't have any kids I don't have a mortgage so if I was gonna risk it it'll be now so if anybody out there is thinking of doing it full time and you, you have in your heart, you think you can do it, I'd go for it because you want to spend as much time as possible growing and scaling it.
1: Such great advice. And I suppose, you know, we met and we knew each other from uni studying well, I was studying journalism. I don't know if you were doing anything on the side, but did you have a business background or when you started reaching out to these people and when you signed up for an ABN, what did you know about starting a business? And then how did you know what to do first?
0: Look, to be honest, I didn't have any clue how to really start a business. All I knew under my belt was marketing. So I had a really strong background in marketing. So I knew I could build up the business through there. But in terms of getting like an ABN or working out, you know, the profit margin of like what we should be pricing our box, I Googled it. I Googled it. I worked with my partner. We listened to, I like to listen to a guy named Sam Ovens. So he was great, kind of listened to his podcast a lot and you know, you just got to Google it and learn. And I actually have a thing on the hub now where it's like how to start up your business to make it a lot easier for my members if they haven't started to just follow those steps. But it is hard. Like you don't know, but you have to go out and do it.
1: And I guess that flows onto my next question. I was going to ask you about pricing because it is such a tricky one. And especially in the early stages, how did you then work out to pinpoint that price and, you know, with family and friends and everyone being so judgmental and everyone wants everything, you know, at a cheaper price. How did you, did you face any pushback? How did you manage that?
0: No, because here's the thing. When you set a price, how can you convince the person that the value is there? Like, you don't really want to sell, like, if you just focus on price, you're going to lose out to a competitor if you're just focusing on price. Yeah, we did it at $74.95, but hey, you're getting a course for, know, $74.95, but it's usually $300. You know, you're getting these books delivered to you, these stationery, that would be way worth more, but you're getting it for less. So that's how we priced it. And you also have to be ruthless sometimes and go, you know, I can't price it too low, or I'm not going to get any profit. So sometimes you have to be ruthless. And sometimes I do see a lot of, you know, women price their products too low. And I actually, was on a call with my friend, um, M. Lusa, she runs Napoleon Swimwear. She was saying like at the beginning, you don't take into your marketing costs, your shipping costs. You're only taking into the manufacturing of the product and they are not earning any profit. So you have to be ruthless and I always say if you market it right, they're not going to care about the price. They're going to buy it because you're fixing a problem they have or you're, you're benefiting your customer that way. So just focus on the value, I'd say, and Um, I think in terms of pricing it, what would you pay for it? Just think, what would you pay for it and go from there?
1: What has been the best marketing tool for you so far?
0: I'm a big believer in personal branding for your business. And I say this because if you have a lot of competitors in your market, I think what's unique to your business is your face and you and your personality and I think you could become your own influencer really if you really built up your personal brand. And I didn't just put myself out there because I wanted to, like it was part of a strategy for the business and that's probably been the most successful thing. So I'd say personal branding and secondly, video marketing, huge. I rarely see any pictures anymore, especially on Instagram, I'd be doing reels. I'll be getting on TikTok, video is where where it's at and I use an app called in shot on my phone so you don't need to go using adobe premiere or anything like that simple app on your phone to edit your videos use your camera um, and away you go and I you know I
1: just want to revert back and just talk about you know starting a business during a pandemic and putting yourself out there during a pandemic and asking people to pay for you know a product during a pandemic Did you face, and I think I've seen a few comments um, on your socials, you know, that people did judge you when you were first starting out. Are you able to elaborate a little bit about, you know, what people said to you and then how you dealt with that?
0: Yep. So I had family and friends go, well, even if it wasn't a pandemic, starting your own business, you're going to get judgment and people are going to go, really? Most businesses fail, by the way, just so you know. Um, Even in my corporate job, like, You know, I was posting on my LinkedIn and my boss was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't post about your business on your LinkedIn. And I was like, no, why would I not do that? It's my LinkedIn. I'm going to post whatever I want to post. And so you have to ignore that and you just have to keep going because guess what? Once you make it, they're going to be looking up to you and going to be going, oh, how did you do that? And how did you do this? How did you do that? So really, you just got to keep going. And in terms of asking people for money, during pandemic, I'm going to hop back to what I said before, if you're fixing a problem for them and if you're benefiting them, it doesn't really matter about the money. And if they don't have the money, they don't have the money, but you know, they're going to try and make the money if what you're selling is worth it to them.
1: That's so helpful and such good advice. I guess, have you noticed a shift in their attitudes now that you are growing the business and now that I don't know if you're allowed to say, yeah, but you know, you are going to take it full time. Have you noticed a difference in people's attitude and perceptions towards you now in your business?
0: 100%. Now I see people going, oh yeah, I back you now. Like, I've, not I back you now, but you know, they're like, oh wow, congratulations. Like good on you. And in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, you thought I was going to fail. You thought, You thought this, you thought that. But honestly, when you look at really successful entrepreneurs out there, they always say the same story. Everybody doubts them because like society makes you think, you know, you need to go to uni and you need to get a nine to five job and get a mortgage and all that, but you don't need to, you can create your own path. You don't have to do what people think is normal.
1: And I suppose what has been the biggest challenge that you've come across so far?
0: Biggest challenge. And I think a lot of uh, people are going to experience this when you do start running a small business is the mindset okay I think like you're going to compare yourself to other people on Instagram and TikTok I kind of still do that and I struggle with that now and you just got to step back and go no I'm on a different journey I'm on a different journey to what they are they probably have more experience and I even see people like You know, on one of my TikTok comments, um, oh, I've spent so much of my business and I haven't gotten everything back and they just dwell on the negativity and if you're going to dwell on the negativity. You're going to keep going down the wrong path. Just try and be positive, try and find the good out of things. And if you make a mistake, you learn from your mistake and, and you keep going. So I do think mindset for me has been hard, but then also kind of in the beginning, it's that fatigue. You know, you're working your nine to five and then you're basically working five to one a.m. on your side hustle. But, you know, I've kind of learnt now that if I'm tired, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to recharge because I won't be able to give my 100% if I'm super tired.
1: And given everything that you've learned, what's the biggest lesson or the biggest piece of advice that you could give to others who are looking to start their business or are in that early stage as well?
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I already knew this from the beginning. So I'm just going to say this now because I do feel a lot of people don't do this. But yeah, like I harp on before, you don't want to actually sell your product. You want to sell the outcomes and the benefits to, your pro- uh, to the product. So what are, what are the problems you're fixing with your product? So let's just say you've got, for example, um, like candles, right? Don't just sell the candle. What can the candle do for that person? Does it create a relaxing environment and de-stresses them? Sell that bit. Don't just sell the candle, sell the outcome. So number one, that's the biggest thing. And number two, I'd say on like social media and all that, because I get a lot of questions about how to build your following and everything like that. Um, In the beginning, you need to like spend 30 minutes to an hour engaging, commenting, following. And when I say engaging, genuinely engaging, like writing a good comment, don't just put like smiley faces. So in the beginning, if you want to grow your Instagram, yeah, engage, follow people, go research your target market. You know, actually that's one thing I'd say in the beginning that I did was I put out surveys that I did like the interactive things on my Instagram and I worked out what was the main problem that people had that I could use the messaging to market towards and I use that data to kind of streamline my messaging and find my real target market and my niche so that's a, another thing I do your research what are the problems that your niche have and how can you fix that
1: and did that come from a marketing background or have you had any mentors that have helped you out along the way and anyone that you wanted to give a shout out to
0: yes I would listen to Sam Ovens. So he's got a podcast. He's also got YouTube videos. He's very philosophical, but if you can really sit down and listen to his videos, it will really help you because that messaging bit, what he was saying really helped me get that kind of messaging down pat. And also my second mentor I have is a guy called Liam Brennan, but he does subscription boxes, like just works on subscription boxes. So that's my mentor now, but Yeah, like don't be afraid to go out there and get a mentor because they will help you immensely. So I'm all for that.
1: Sure. And without giving away too many secrets, what's the next goal that Aussie Beers Chick is working on?
0: Yeah, so I'm actually thinking of expanding the brand a bit and doing a bit of like coaching on the side. So that's something I'm definitely thinking about doing just because I get a lot of questions. So I thought, oh, why not just do some coaching on the side and, and help out as much as I can? Um, but otherwise, like for me, in terms of the box, I'm still scaling. I'm still growing, and really, it's about putting those processes in place. I think now, especially that we've got seen a big growth just from that TikTok video, but um, putting those foundations in place so I'm like ready for it and yeah, prepared because you don't want to have bad bad foundations and then you scale and then you can't keep up. So that's kind of my focus.
1: Yeah, and before I get you to give a shout out to you know where people can follow you. Can you just elaborate a bit more on that TikTok video now that you mentioned it? So what happened overnight? Can you share with, you know, what you saw after you posted that video?
0: Yeah, so I only started doing TikTok consistently, like, maybe three days before that video. Um, And by the way, I didn't expect anything out of it. I'm more like, I'm more on the impression that I was going to test different types of content and then I'll look back and see what works best. Um, And that one just like blew up. I think it's got 11K uh, views now. And I've got so many great feedback about the box. And like I said, I sold out of Fed boxes. I did think I was going to sell out of Fed boxes anyway, but that just kind of quickened that sellout period. And I've got people signing up for March now, like in advance. So that's absolutely crazy. And I think what's good about TikTok is you can really build, uh, you know, our marketers call it the top of the funnel, so you get so many eyes on it. And you get them at the top of the funnel, get them down to your website, put in their email address, and then nurture them through. But I think, I think one of the videos you should do on TikTok is just kind of introduce your business and what your business is about. Who, who are you? Again, personal branding I think is really big, and just make sure you're filming yourself all the time. I'm weird. I'm filming myself all the time, <laughs> all the time, just for for content, and you can use that later on. So. Yeah, I'd say get on TikTok, to be honest. I think it, it worked really well for me and I think it could work well for other businesses as well.
1: And where can people follow you on TikTok, Instagram, your website? Can you give us an overview of everything that you've got online?
0: Yeah, so you can follow me at Aussie Biz Chic on Instagram, Facebook and then my website is aussiebizchic.com.au but my TikTok is mish underscore E-L-L-E 94. So that's my TikTok if you wanted to follow me there.
1: So oh, well, thank you so much for your time. Was there any questions or anything else that you wanted to include that I
0: haven't asked? I think the other thing I just want to include as well that I think um, small businesses do is they try and do everything themselves. And I know one of your questions was like, Oh, do you have help? Yes, I do have help. I have an amazing partner who does a lot of the procurement accounting and financial side while I do the marketing and sales. So if you're on your own potentially, I would say get a invest in a virtual assistant or invest in the side of the business that's your weakness and get somebody to help you because I think that will help you a lot in growing and getting your, your customers.